Welcome to the Azure Security Podcast, where we discuss topics relating to security, privacy, reliability, and compliance on the Microsoft Cloud Platform. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 34. Uh, this is a slightly different episode than our normal episodes. Uh, this one is focused on exams and certification and security on the various Microsoft platforms. Uh, normally we'd have the whole gang here, but we don't this week. It's just myself, uh, Yuri Diogenes, and Sarah's here. Uh, we're also going to have no news. We're here just to talk about one topic, which is certification and exams. And there's a good reason for it. Uh, basically, Sarah and Yori have got a, a book coming out, which is a study guide for the SC200. So before we get stuck into the book, um, Sarah, why don't you explain briefly what SC200 actually is? Sure. So we have mentioned it on some previous episodes of the podcast, but SC200 is the Microsoft Security Operations Analyst exam. It came out uh, a few months ago now. Um, it went into, uh, it was in beta for a little bit. Um, I think um, end of April, it came out as a fully fledged real and in inverted commas exam. And it's a an exam that measures uh, proficiency across Azure Sentinel, um, Azure Defender, and Microsoft Defender. Uh, there are some other, uh, there are a couple of other Microsoft um, exams that have come out alongside it as well, but we'll stick with my baby SC200 today. So Yuri, there are other exams as well, or other um, certifications that are available. So another one is SC900. So how does that compare and contrast with SC200? So the 900 is more around the entire Microsoft secure solutions and compliance uh, is more basic. If you think about uh, SC200 is way more advanced. So if you think about taking the exam, the order that you should take is definitely SC900 first because it will give you a good foundation of terminologies. There is a lot of terminology that you need to be aware. It talks about zero trust. It talks about very basic concepts that uh, you, you need to know in order to, when you move on to SC200, you will not spend time you know, understanding terminologies. So it's a, it's a good way to get started uh, going through those. It's very massive as far as content. It goes all over the place because it covers Azure AD. It talks a little bit about Azure uh, Defender, it talks a little bit about Sentinel, but all like 100, not more than 200 level. While SC200, it goes uh, up to 300 level and even 400 in some areas. So it's way more advanced. So I know we've spoken about this, but one thing that I've been doing over the last uh, few months is trying to take all the 900 level exams uh, available uh, on Azure. So for example, a few months ago, I did the DP900, which is database technologies. Uh, that was actually really cool. Um, I enjoyed taking it. I got a 970 on it. Um, but the the reason why I enjoyed taking it and the reason why I want to take all the 900s, and I will take the SC900 because Sarah, Sarah told me to take it. But the main reason why I want to take them is because I think, you know, there's another one for like the Power Platform. There's an AI900 uh, and there's a, a couple of others. But the reason why I want to take them is to is to make sure that I have a sort of a broad coverage of technologies that I may not actually use on a day-to-day -day basis. So for example, I don't use the Power Platform on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I kind of do, but I, I don't really use it in anger. It's mainly just sort of helping people out with some of their security questions. And, and that's kind of it. And to be frank, 
I don't understand a lot of the power platform nomenclature and a lot of the wording. So if nothing else, uh, the 900 exams personally will just give me a good, broad understanding of what these different technologies are available, uh, are capable of and what their terminology is. So I know both of you have probably got an opinion on this, but in my humble opinion, I think everyone who's designing and building uh, anything on Azure really should be looking at SC900, uh, at least as a starting point. Is that a, is that a fair comment? Yeah, yeah, because uh, as you said, it covers a, a, a vast uh, uh, scope. Uh, for example, in SC900, it covers uh, data classification, data loss prevention, uh, sensitive labels. So areas that you might not go there every day if you are, for example, dedicated to Azure Defender or dedicated to Sentinel, but are things that are, are important uh, for you to be aware they are there. You know, So it's I think it's a, a very good foundational exam. When you look at the outline, you may think it's extremely massive and you may think how I'm going to learn all that, but don't overthink, right? It's not deep, uh, the level of questions uh, the, uh, that the exam offer. I know that's because I also co-authored the SC900 with, uh, with other uh, folks and it's coming out as well. It's already available for pre-order. But we had to many times step back and remove things from the book because we were going too deep. And it was like, no, 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 we, we need to remove that because this is not necessary. I mean, we just need to stick on, on 100 level, 200 level at most in some topics. Yeah, I like to think of them as, as these 900 exams as just being sort of a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, it's going to give you a, a broad exposure to the technologies without understanding necessarily how absolutely everything works in those various mm-hmm. techniques and technologies. Yeah. Sarah, what's your opinion on uh, on SC900 as a starting point? I think it's a good starting point. As, as um, All the 900 exams are a good place to start. And certainly um, there's a lot. It's quite broad, but um, it's definitely a good way of gauging kind of where your um, – Azure security knowledge is at as well. Um, and, uh, um, you know, just to give you, you can have that tick to say, hey, I actually um, did this and I have a good foundational knowledge. I mean, it's very easy for us to, who, who work in Microsoft and live and breathe all the products every day, uh, but not everybody does that. So definitely, I think it's a good way to um, you know, make sure that you, you uh, to measure yourself against, uh, you know, the whole suite of Microsoft security things. Um, and of course, um, there are lots of people, um, you know, security became cool, didn't it, a few years ago, um, maybe four or five years ago, security became cool. And there's tons of people trying to um, break into the industry. I talked to lots of students and other people who might be doing career changes. And I think these um, foundational certificates, um, Azure, um, Azure Security, et cetera, any of the, the 900 level exams is a really good way to, uh, you know, prove that you're you're keen if you're trying to break into the industry as well. Because um, I know there are plenty of people out there who, who, uh, who do want to. Actually, you bring up a really interesting point there. I was speaking to my nephew in New Zealand um, just about a year ago, and he was looking at sort of moving on to, um, he basically does uh, Windows Server support um, for a, uh, a city government. And I'm like, you know, you really should be looking at, you know, spreading your wings a little bit. And uh, I said, you know, this cloud thing, this cloud thing is going to be big. You heard it, you know, you heard it here first. And so one of the things I suggested he, do, he, he does is, you know, get, first of all, get a free Azure subscription, and then look at some some of the 900 exams, right? Just to force you to learn 
certain parts of the uh, of the environment. So, so yeah, I think we all agree. Um, SC nine hundred is probably a really good starting point. Uh, mile wide, inch deep, but at least it will expose you to the various uh, controls and technologies uh, around security, compliance, and identity that we have in uh, in Asia. And and I'll, and I will say that is a little bit even beyond Azure because if if you go for example for the first domain because the the outline is dividing domain the first domain talks about some concepts that are almost vendor neutral such as shared responsibility model uh, defense in depth right uh, things that you talk about on your SDL book back in two thousand six right but it's still being used today but in a cloud. Uh, model, right? So there are a lot of uh, key concepts that are covered in this exam as well. Actually, it's funny you should bring that up. Uh, one of the uh, certifications that I'm looking at doing is actually um, an AWS certification. Uh, you know, because a lot of customers that I deal with, and I know you, you, you folks are the same. You know, you, you deal with a lot of customers, and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're multi-cloud, and it's not just Azure. And sometimes you need to understand again what the terminology is that's used in different cloud platforms. So I'm actually going to take the, the you know, essentially the, the AWS equivalent of, um, of AZ-900, which is our sort of foundational um, Azure certification. So yeah, I'm doing, doing the same, but, uh, you know, across other platforms as well. So while we're talking about SC-900 and we're talking about SC-200 just briefly, so what are the major topics that are in SC-200? What are the major areas? So the exam is dividing three domains and they work pretty good. Can I also mix a little bit about the, the book or how we did it? Uh, yeah, because uh, we did, uh, we have three authors in this book and we divide on each domain per author. So Sarah got the, the entire Sentinel uh, part of it, uh, her specialty where she focused uh, for the most part. So she, she wrote the entire Sentinel part. I wrote the entire Azure Defender part. And then we have Jake, uh, from our Microsoft Defender for Endpoint team, writing the the Microsoft 365 Defender. So it's three domains uh, where it covers Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, Microsoft 365 Defender as a whole, and then Azure Defender, and then Sentinel. It's, it's a very well-structured exam, to be honest. It's, uh, we had a, a small update that was released July uh, 23rd on the exam, that's why our book got a little delay because we have to do some minor adjustments, but it's really minor. Uh, so the, the, the entire structure of the exam is, is basically the same in the topics as well. Sarah, you have any thoughts there? I mean, obviously you had to write about your baby. I did write about my baby. And um, unlike um, yourself and Yuri, this was the first time I have um, written a book. And um, yeah, it was an interesting and fun experience. Um, and uh, now I can say I'm a published author or I will be able to in a couple of months, which is quite cool. Um, but yes, I did get to write about my baby. And because my baby is still relatively new, um, there's not too many books out there. So um, hopefully people find it useful and it makes sense. <laughs> you can tell I have a little bit of imposter syndrome still because I, I am not an experienced author like you two gentlemen. But it was fun and I genuinely do hope people find it useful because Sentinel being a pretty new product, it is um, 
um, you know, there's not as much material out there as there are for other things. So, uh, you know, hopefully, um, whether you're taking the exam or you just want to know more about Sentinel, um, I hope it's actually useful for people because it's quite it's quite comprehensive, everything that we go through, you know, from considerations for setting up a workspace to analytics rules to doing some logic apps, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, th there's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, that took me a good solid two months of my spare time to to write. But yeah, it was it was it was a good experience. And yeah, I'm looking forward to um, having a book that I can say I wrote and taking my picture with it. Yeah, and sending it to grandma, right? <laughs> That's what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just one thing to add, I think uh, uh, Sarah also covered a lot of QKL as well, because there are QKL questions on the exam. Uh, so the book, the, set, uh, the entire domain that uh, Sarah wrote also uh, has some examples of QKL as well. Oh, yeah, K KQL is a is a uh, KQL is just a, a bit of a beast in itself. Uh, you you could probably write a whole book on KQL. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, um, I mean, in my section, I talk about some of the operators and some examples of the uh, um, you know the KQL that you uh, would need to typically write Sentinel queries. But of course, um, one of the great things about Sentinel, and I mean, I must have this discussion with customers every day. Um, one of the great things about Sentinel is that we have a lot of pre-populated um, pre things but we, um, to get you going. But the possibilities of what you want to detect on and your queries and what you want to search for are pretty much endless. And, you know, it depends on each business, what products they have, what security things are important to them. So, so yeah, it's a bit of a beast, bit of a bit of a beast, but hopefully it will get people started. Um, so, you, you know, the building blocks to make your own KQL things. Yeah, and then the the people usually ask, "Do I need to know that for the exam?" And I would say, "You you should know, and you should mainly know the operators and the syntax because there will be questions uh, that you see the entire query, and you're gonna have to select an option that we would actually ma make that query to work. If you select the wrong option, the query is not going to work. So that's a that's a cool thing about this exam is that uh, it's almost like they have practical uh, questions. You don't have to type because the query is there, but you have to select the right operator to make sure that that query is going to run. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Custo you know, KQL um, fan, but like you say, Sarah, the uh, it's almost like an endless technology, right? You know, there's so much you can do with it. You know, it's essentially like you know, a full-fledged query language um, in every, you know, in every possible way. Um, so one other topic I just want to touch on real quick about SE200 is from my perspective, knowing, you know, my background, to be frank, I think I may actually struggle with that exam. Uh, my background is more about secure design, secure development, secure deployment, you know, least privilege, cryptography, key management, key lifecycle, you know, that kind of stuff. And so this is probably an area where I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to struggle, but I've probably got a lot more to learn than say you two. I was to take this exam. I mean, I'll take SE900 just so Sarah doesn't yell at me or you know, laugh at me. Um, but SE200 may actually be, be a bit of a stretch for me because it's just not it's just not my background. That's why we have on the podcast, we have people with different skill sets on purpose is because, mm -hmm. you know, security is such a massive area. Um, and obviously operations is also a critically important area as well. But it's not an area that I really am exposed to much. So... We've covered SE200 and SE900. So let's talk about the gorilla in the room, which is AZ500. 
So Sarah and I, we actually took it the same week and we didn't even realize that we'd both taken the exam the same week and we both passed. I'm going to be honest with you. I squeaked in. Uh, it's a it's a difficult exam. It is a difficult exam. It's uh, got a lot of a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of technology, and basically what it does is it focuses on, as it mentions, Azure security technology. So, for example, Key Vault. Actually, the Key Vault stuff was easy. Um, PIM, uh, you know, privileged identity management, um, RBAC controls, network isolation, network security groups. Uh, you know configuration settings for various Azure services. I mean, it's it's not just wide, it is deep as well. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I found AZ500 a, a, a real struggle. It was a hard exam. It, it is it is a hard exam. Uh, and I wrote that one with Orin Thomas, and um, it, it was even hard to cover everything uh, on the level of depth that was necessary for the exam. Uh, it's very broad, and there is also a lot of uh, considerations, right? Which option is the best one? So there is a lot of design questions, which is something that the SC200 does not have. So the AZ500 is not only about the technology, but about how, how to design the best solution based on the different options that the technology offers. So, and that's that's tricky many times, because if you not do not pay attention to the scenarios, you might select the wrong option. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of happy that SC900 exists um, because if people are sort of dipping their toes in Azure security, I mean, AZ500 is just going to have people screaming for the hills, whereas SC900 is a really nice, gentle introduction to, like you say, as you mentioned, Yuri, not just Azure security compliance and identity, it is Azure security compliance you know, and identity fundamentals in the cloud. It's not just Microsoft. So I think that's a... If someone wants to get you know into security, um, then I think SE nine hundred is a is a really great entry point. AZ five hundred will just have you running away terrified. <laughs> um, so also, Yuri, you mentioned earlier when we before we started this, there's also an, an identity exam as well. And one thing I want to make sure everyone understands, you know, identity is not security. Uh, I mean, they're, they're obviously they you know they overlap in some areas, but they are quite a different set of skills. And uh, I, I think a, someone who's a security generalist needs to understand at least the basics of identity as well. Um, so that's another option as well. Yeah, that's the uh, SC300, uh, Microsoft Identity and Access Administrator, which will cover basically identity management, solutions, authentications, access management, uh, access management for apps, identity governance. So it's, it's very heavily on, on the identity uh, uh, solution. Do you, both of you want to just sort of chime in quickly about the book, uh, when it will be available, roughly how big is it? And that's something I'd be interested in. Um, yeah, and can it be pre-ordered? And if so, where? It can be pre-ordered on Amazon or on MicrosoftPressStore.com. It's available in, in both places right now to, to pre-order. The last date that I got uh, from Microsoft Press is that is going to whoever uh, order is going to be receiving in October because I mean Sarah I and Jake we we done uh, reviewing we already review even the P, the final PDF but now there is the post production and then send it over to the printer and uh, so it takes a little time but it should be out uh, in, in October. 
Very nice. I shall tell you a little story about someone in the very first book that I ever wrote back in the day, which was uh, Designing Secure Web Applications for Windows 2000. I was the IIS security PM at the time, program manager at the time. And um, I wrote, you know, started writing this book and wrote the first chapter. And I thought, man, you know, this is, this is fantastic prose. You know, this is, uh, this is worthy of a Pulitzer Prize. I sent it to the editor, a guy called Devin Musgrave. Fantastic guy. Oh, I, I work with him the best. Yeah, I know him. You know, and he sends it back to me. And, oh, my God, it looked like a bloodbath. I mean, <laughs> I very quickly learned about passive voice. I very quickly learned about you know, who is the subject. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, I learned so quickly about just basic grammar. Um, yeah, I thought I was really, really good at writing. It turns out I, I was pretty much sucked. But anyway, well, uh, let me ask you something to Sarah. What did you think about the experience, uh, Sarah, of the tech review? It was, was was okay. Did you like it? Yeah, you know what? Because uh, well, as you well know, Yuri, we have tech review, and then we have like the editorial review, sort of for the ing- for the qual- quality of English. Now, do you know what the tech review? Well, um, the tech review was done uh, by. Um, both of our boss, uh, Nick. And uh, um, do you know what really annoyed, the tech review just annoyed me because I made some really dumb, um, there was a couple of things where I was like, yeah, that's wrong. As soon as Nick pointed it out, I was like, why have I written this? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh my God, that's so, that's quite, that, that's quite embarrassing. Um, but um, there were a couple of those. Um, for me, the, the, so the tech review was fine. Um, I think there was only, one point where probably we had to agree to disagree um, and, but um but for the um for the um that sort of the more tech the, the review in terms of the the quality of the english now i always fancied myself as a pretty decent writer and i can't compare of course with um michael or maybe your first attempt yuri but i think most it wasn't that bad um and so i was like cool maybe i am as good as i thought i was um or maybe i'm not and um but i I didn't i didn't have change it yeah it was it was an interesting experience and um of course because it is my first first go at something like this i was like fully prepared for it to be absolutely covered in in markups and blah 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 exactly like you michael but it wasn't too bad uh i feel like i feel like my uh my english teacher at school would be relatively proud of me and i did do an arts degree so i did just write essays for three years so um this is uh, one of those rare occasions when my tertiary education comes in handy you know, it's funny you should say that. I only scraped through English in my last year of high school in New Zealand because the book for English was Lord of the Rings. And I actually, <laughs> and I actually knew more about Lord of the Rings than the actual teacher. Um, but anyway, uh, so one, one of the little interesting sort of facts is uh, when David LeBlanc and I were writing uh, Running Secure Code, the second edition, um, the crypto chapter, which was 48 pages long, I actually wrote it in one, in one sitting. And... It was the the chapter that came back from Devon with the least number of edits. Um, so even though I was exhausted at the end of it, it was just like this this flow of consciousness being put down in words. So there's something to be said for just working, you know, working nonstop to get something done. So let's wrap this up. Uh, do either of you have any final thoughts on uh, any of the, any of our exams, um, but most notably the book and SE two hundred? 
I guess I'll just add, because um, we talked about where you can get the book, um, but if you're not in the US, because uh, of course there's Amazon and Microsoft Press, um, but if you're not in the US uh, and, and uh, not all of those places deliver everywhere, um, I've had a I've had a look online. So places like Book Depository, even some of the, like all the local bookshops where you might go to look for it if you're not in the US should have it for pre-order as well. I mean, I personally use Book Depository a lot that ship like have that have free shipping worldwide, and you can pre-order it on there too. Just thought I'd mention that just for anyone listening who is not um, US based. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, uh, since I always receive this question, I just want to emphasize uh, because a lot of uh, friends uh, from Brazil. I'm originally from Brazil. They ask, "Are we going to have a Portuguese version of the book?" and the, the chances are almost zero that we are going to localize the book. Um, so it will be English only. I mean, is the exam available in Portuguese? Uh, most of the exams are localized nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the the book, it, it really rare is, uh, is going to be localized uh, okay. based on nowadays policy. And so. Well, Yuri, Sarah, thank you so much for... Uh, dropping by this week, although I'm not, well, I'm not sure why I'm saying that with Sarah, because I get to see Sarah every every couple of weeks to do the Azure Security Podcast. Uh, but thanks again. Um, I think, uh, as much as I hate to say, I'll probably end up taking trying to take SE200 as well, even though it's way outside of my field of comfort. I will definitely do SE900 just so that Sarah doesn't ridicule me. And uh, Yeah, and, and the other thing is, if uh, in 2022 we are back to in-person conference, uh, make sure to follow Sarah, myself, and see where we're going to speak because we definitely want to do book signing sessions uh, next year. Right, Sarah? Oh, I've never done one of those. Yes, I do. Uh, that yeah. would be kind of cool and make me feel like more important than I really am. But um, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I never even thought of that, Yuri. How cool. Yeah, that? that's, yeah that's cool. <laughs> oh my God. You're so easily entertained, aren't you, Sarah? <laughs> I am. Small small things, small minds, you know. Let's bring this to a close. Hey, again, thank you, Yuri. Thank you, Sarah. Um, best of luck with the book. I, again, I'm, I'll take the exam as well. And I'll, I'll buy the book, I promise. And to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Um, stay safe, and we'll see you next Thanks time. Thanks for listening to the Azure Security Podcast. You can find show notes and other resources at our website, azsecuritypodcast.net. If you have any questions, please find us on Twitter at Azure SecPod. Background music is from ccmixter.com and licensed under the Creative Commons license.